What have you to do with me, Jesus, the son of the most high God? Good morning, Christian America. These words come from a demon-possessed man. Jesus today, in today's scripture that we're going to cover in the gospel of Mark chapter 5, Jesus and his disciples, if you remember from last week, are crossing the Sea of Galilee. They're going to the other side. They're going into Gentile territory, and they run into a man who's been possessed by demons for so long, no one can contain him. His life is so miserable. What Jesus does for this man, when he shows his power once again, we must talk about, we must discuss, we must show to you, we must read to you, we, we must discuss and think about as you get your week ready to get started off right with scripture here this morning. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's right, the Christian American revitalization effort. You hear me say it every time, and I will continue to say it every time because it's important for everyone to know that this organization, this community is about revitalizing the Christian faith across our nation. Make no mistake about it. The number one threat we have in this country, the number one threat we have in this world, the number one threat we have to us individually, to us as a community, to our family units. It's the lack of faith. With, without faith, without a strong, flourishing, unapologetic faith, faith in God, not faith in one another, without faith, we cannot sustain ourselves. We are going to find ourselves uh, in the midst of tribalism, divided off of, of uh, on a bunch of issues that don't contain the word of God that don't have God anywhere in it. And that's a society we don't want to live in. That's a society we can't live in without God, without Jesus in our lives. We are going to, we're going to find ourselves in a place mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally distraught, unable to function as a society, unable to function in this world. That is what Jesus comes across in today's passage that we are going to discuss this morning. So I ask you guys to turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 1. I'll give you a few minutes to get there. Let me tell you guys, if you follow this podcast, this Monday podcast, where we continue our journey down the Gospel, down through the Gospel of Mark, what you've seen so far is that you've seen Jesus healed demon-possessed man in the synagogue, called him out, healed the man in front of the community. You've seen Jesus issue declarations and teach in parables, explaining about the sower and being good seed that takes root and bears good fruit a thousandfold. You've seen Jesus calmed the storms last week we talked about when he was asleep and the and the, the Sea of Galilee was in a torrential storm. The disciples were scared. The winds were, uh, were swirling. The waves were crashing. Water was filling up the boat. Jesus was napping. 
and all the disciples, all of his followers were scared. They were scared they were going to die. And Jesus solved that problem by just calming the winds. And it's right there is where we come to you today. And Jesus is crossing from Jewish territory across the Sea of Galilee onto the other side where he into the the regions of the Gentiles and so that is where we pick up today's uh today's passage and so I ask again that you turn to your Bibles the Gospel of Mark chapter 5 verse 1 it starts off and he says that they came to the other side of the sea to the territory of the Gerasenes when he got off the boat at once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains, chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Think about that. Day and night among the tombs and on the hillside, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjourn you. By God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, what is your name? And he replied, legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive him away from that territory. Verse 11 starts off and it says, now a, her a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside and they pleaded with him send us into the swine let us enter them and he let them and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine the herd of about 2,000 rushed down a steep bank into the sea where they were drowned the swine herders ran away and reported the incident to the town and throughout the countryside the people came out to see what had happened as they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by legion, sitting there clothed in his right mind. And they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him, but he would not permit him, but told him instead, go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him. And all were amazed. Ladies and gentlemen, think about this story. Think about this portion of scripture imagine what jesus 
is going into. He's on a boat who's just calmed the seas. He's going into this region. There are tombs near the side of the, of the water. It's where their cemeteries are. Imagine a dark place with open tombs on the outside because that's how the ancient Jewish tradition is. If you go to, if you go to, um, or the, in the Middle East, not necessarily Jewish tradition. If you go to Israel today, you'll see on the Mount of Olives, you'll see like 100,000 above ground tombs. Now imagine this by the water. Imagine the heat of the Middle East. Imagine the mud. You see that there's 2,000 pigs floating around in this same area, being herded in this same area. Pigs don't, you know, uh, they aren't found in lush ground. They, they're found in slop. They're found in mud. That's where they like to be. And so this is this environment, this dark environment that Jesus is coming onto, onto the boat. And soon as he gets there, there's a man who's physically bruised, who's been uh, uh, cutting himself and bruising himself with stones on the tombs. He's possessed. There's been no hope for this man. He, Scripture says he moves day and night throughout the tombs. He cries and he moans and he yells. He's being tortured from within. He knows not Jesus. He's never laid eyes on him. But when Jesus arrives, the, the, the demon recognizes Jesus for who he is. And so he throws the man down at his and prostrates him in front of Jesus. What have you to do with me? The demon says. Jesus, son of the most high God. He recognizes who Jesus is. The demon knows who Jesus is. He almost taunts him. I don't read this. I don't think that it's a submission more than a, a taunt. Like, what are you going to do to me? Jesus, son of the most high God. You got to think this man, this, this demon has possessed this man for so long that no one has been able to contain him. He's become so strong that chains don't hold him anymore. The shackles don't hold him. He can break the shackles. No one has been strong enough to subdue. No earthly human being can subdue Satan. That's what scripture is saying. No earthly human being can subdue the evil one and his workers. There's more than one. How do we know? Because the scripture I just read says so. Jesus says, what's your name? He asks the demon. What is the demon's response? My name is Legion. What's a legion? Well, in Roman times, it's a regiment of, of soldiers. Thousands of soldiers. 
that do what? They do what soldiers do. They fight in battles. What's your name, Jesus asked. My name is Legion, for we are many. A life without Jesus, a, li a life without God is a life that has been demonstrated by this man upon Jesus' arrival. We are, we would be in the dark, outcast from society, wanted by no one, unable to fit in into a world because hatred for us and by us would ruin our entire society. This man is the example of what all men would eventually turn into, being led by the devil, being led by evil spirits, knowing not of Jesus Christ, knowing not of the truth. If you think I'm lying, if you think that doesn't make sense, if you think that that may be wrong, I just invite you this day, today, in today's world, look and listen to the people who don't have Jesus in their heart. Look and listen to the atheist. Look and listen to the abortionist. Look and listen to the anti-Christian part of society. It's not that they don't believe in God. It's that they are actively working against God. They have disdain for God and they have disdain for you because you believe in him, because you trust in him. Your happiness, your joy, your glory, your success, I don't mean monetary success. I just mean success. Your livelihood being offered up to God. When people ask you how you're doing and you answer, I'm blessed. I'm blessed by God Almighty. I'm, I have more than I deserve. When they see your success, when they see your joy, when they see the spirit of God in you, They get more angry. It's not simply about not believing in God. It's about tearing him down. It's what Satan has been trying to do since the very beginning. People with, who do not have Christ in their lives are like this man. They prowl around the world seeking vengeance, seeking to ruin your day, to ruin your time. They have never a good thing to say. Everything is about power. Everything is about position. Everything is about jealousy. Everything is about racism. Everything is about everything else other than what is good because what is good is found in Christ. We see them on television. We for sure see them on social media. Look how many people 
who are against the Christian faith, who are against God, look at how they act towards us. Look at how they treat us. Look how mean and, and despiteful they are towards those who believe in Christ. My faith has nothing to do with anyone else other than my faith and sharing it with the world through the deeds and through the actions that come with having faith in God. Good things. No one can do bad things to other people and claim that they do it for God. Only the good stuff comes from God. And those people hate it. And not only do they hate it, they try to stop it. They try to tear it down. They try to subvert it. They try to change the meaning. So that when you are for God, somehow you're against whatever it is that they're for. My friends, God is righteous and the opposite is wicked. God is good and the opposite is bad. God is life and the opposite of that is death. When you stand on the side of God, when you stand on the side of good, if you say, stand on the side of righteousness, my friends, you are standing on God's side. When you stand against it, then you are standing on the same side of this demon. And if you let that demon gain a foothold, Satan gain a foothold, as Paul says in the book of Ephesians, you end up like this man. Imagine the torment in this man's face. Imagine his eyes. Imagine his skin. Imagine his heart. Imagine his health. And look at someone who's on drugs. Look at someone who's turned away from what is good and been on heroin. I live in our nation's capital and there's a there, there's far too many addicted individuals that are roaming our streets. And when I look at those poor souls, I see what I assume, what I presume in my mind to be this man, possessed by the evil one, eyes dead face almost expressionless a pain and a sorrow that we can't know when you think of someone who's been possessed by alcoholism when you think of someone who's been possessed by crack cocaine when you think of someone who's been possessed by pornography when you think of someone who's been possessed by some kind of ambition Something like Captain Ahab that's totally possessed, totally run amok, totally evil at their core. Possessed by that same demon. Legion, there are many of them. How do we fight against that? How do we go against that? How do we preach against that? How do we stand strong against that? My friend, Scripture tells us. Scripture just doesn't give us problems. It gives us the solution. The solution is Jesus. There are thousands. Jesus has the power to just say, come out of them. Go into those swine. 
and those swine are drowned. Even the people that are eventually going to, I think, benefit from this man being saved. They don't come on board. The bystanders who are in this in the the region of the Gentiles that were there that knew that man, they don't come on board. They see the miracle take place. Some see that, some only come after they re re receive the news. And they have Jesus there standing. His disciples probably have their they probably have their mouths open, their jaws dropped, like this. What happened here? And they're told by the sheep herders, Jesus took the demon out of this man and he threw him into the into the swine. And the swine were drowned, 2,000 of them. We see people like that today that recognize the power of God. They recognize the joy in the hearts of Christians around this nation. They recognize the love and compassion that come out of community, commune with each other, with family, taking care of our communities, taking care of the least of these. They recognize from a distance the joy that one receives, not thinking about ourselves, but of others but they don't join. They're scared. And then they ridicule. And they want no part of. And so their answer to that miracle isn't Jesus do what do for me what you did for him. Make my life better like you made it for him. Let me fall on my knees and worship you and give you thanks. Their response is that you need to leave. You need to get back in your boat and get out of here. Think about that. Think about the people who don't believe in Christ today. Think about the unbelievers today. They're not just sitting by on the sidelines quiet. They're actively working against God. They are actively working to make you look foolish. They're actively working to shut you down. They're actively working to stop you from speaking. They're actively working to stop you from teaching. They're actively working to stop you from saying what you know to be true. That the cornerstone of all individual life, the cornerstone of all family life, the cornerstone of all civilization is the, is the cornerstone that the builders rejected. And that cornerstone lies in one place, Jesus Christ. And if you don't think so, I got plenty of pages that prove otherwise. We hope you have a blessed week this week. We hope that this passage makes you think we hope that it makes you think about your situation and your life and the people that you know. If we don't have Christ and we allow people to walk among the tombs, to be one of the dead, to be bruised 
inside and out, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. We're going to have an entire society looking like this man that Jesus healed today. And you don't want that. And I don't want that. We ask and we pray that Jesus touched the heart of every living soul on this planet so that we may treat each other as we wish to be treated, that we may love God with all our heart, minds, soul, and strength, that we may love our brother as we love ourselves. We ask that you think about that this week. We ask that you play your part in this community. However and wherever you can, if you like what we're trying to do here, if you like where this community is, is trying to go, be a part of it. Share this video. Share this link if you're watching this on Rumble or the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. If you're watching this on Facebook, share it. Put it on your profile. Put some stars by it and say, everybody listen to this because it matters. It's time to do away with things that don't matter. And it's time to get serious with the things that do. If this matters to you, if the future of our nation, if the future of our communities, if the future of our neighborhoods and our families matter to you, share this video. Encourage others to seek out the good works that God has for them. Encourage others to pick up scripture and read it. Encourage others to kneel just a moment in prayer. If we can do that together, there's no limit to what we can accomplish because it won't be us. It will be God working through us. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you on Friday on the podcast. Uh, we're Friday's podcast to get you ready for your weekend uh, without, um, and so without anything further, again, you guys have a blessed week. You stay on fire for Christ. You stay safe, you stay healthy, you stay committed to the faith, you stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.